You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John Bama, Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's basically football season. Let's just go ahead and call it football season eve. I'm I'm fine with that. It's just a long night. <laughs> it's going to be a long night, but we're at football season eve. Night. We have a kickoff time. We do have a kickoff time, and I think that's just absolutely spunky. I don't know another way to say it. Um, I'm fired up about it, and uh, Alabama-Miami will kick off at 2.30 on September 4th um, on ABC, and I think that pretty much solidifies – I hadn't seen any other kickoff time, so maybe this has been announced and I don't know it. I would think that solidifies Georgia-Clemson as the night game, which makes a lot of sense. That's confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, it is confirmed? 6.30. Yep. How the hell did you see that? Uh, I saw it on a graphic that friend of the show – Marcus sent me, friend of the show, Marcus, just sent me a graphic that's got uh, Alabama, Miami, 2.30, Clemson, Georgia, 6.30. And then we already knew this, but didn't have an exact kickoff time. But Sunday night will be Notre Dame, Florida State. And Monday night, Ole Miss, Louisville. All on opening okay, weekend. Now I do see it. Okay. Yep. I do. I just, I was just able to Google it. Yeah, I mean, this is just there. happening as we're, this is just happening as we're, I mean, I, I I got that graphic literally 60 seconds before we were slated to record. And then ABC Saturday night matchups for the next two weeks. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't so, know that. Uh, you're yeah, you're, make, you're making news Michigan, here. Washington, Washington at Michigan, at Michigan. September 11th. You know, and, uh, I feel Auburn, like yeah. Washington's taking a step back. I feel like they are, but I've got no – no real evidence of that. In other words, I think Washington, Michigan is almost like a toss up to me. Yeah, I could buy that. And then it's also got um, Auburn at Penn State September 18th. So that'll be a Saturday night matchup. Uh, that's, you know, Ooh. good for Auburn. It is. And uh, check this out. Ready for this? I'm glad you mentioned that. And I know it's not just because this is the anti Auburn podcast. We're really not. We're, we're, we're the pro Alabama podcast. But how about this stat from uh, from Senior Bowl football whiz, Jim Nagy? You know, they're building their early board over there. I mean, you know, in terms of they scout an un, I mean, they scout a ton of players uh, in terms of who's eligible for the Senior Bowl, who's going to be invited. It's a year-long thing. <clears throat> People have some sort of assumption that the NFL just faxes a list of the Senior Bowl and says, hey, invite these guys. That is not how it works at all the senior bowl scouts and invites people on their own period. It is a senior bowl decision. Uh, now they get input from a lot of people, including a lot of scouts, but it's the senior bowl's decision as to who to invite. And they scout all year long. And I say all that to say per Jim Nagy, there are more, they are considering at this early stage, more players from Penn state than any school in the country. Penn State has the most senior bowl eligible players they're considering inviting. And that tells me two things. They're talented and it's a veteran group. So good luck, Auburn. I might start 
I'm going to look into it deeper before I get official now. But that's got me on the road to considering picking Penn State to win the Big Ten. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Over Ohio State, huh? Over Ohio State. That's right. Uh, now, I'm on the road. I'm on the road to do it. Not doing it yet. I want to dig deeper. But I'm very moved by that that number. That 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 says a lot to me. First, I completely trust Nagy's opinion. Secondly, older veteran stars. That's how you win games. Ask Alabama in 2020. Yeah, and uh, while I think you are on the road to that, I would at least consider making a pit stop and a U-turn. <laughs> and I may, I may, because I, you know, Ohio State is Ohio State. I love the receiver core. They have the best wide receiver duo in the country. Alabama had that in 2019 and 2020. Ohio State's got it this year. It's one of the reasons Jamison Williams left. Uh, but one question Ohio State is quarterback. I, I think they're going to end up going with C.J. Stroud, who was certainly a highly recruited player. But uh, much like Alabama, I mean, C.J. Stroud is really starting from scratch. So, I mean, is he going to be great? I don't know. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go to get these delicious, nutritious bars. They are fabulous. They are They are just awesome. I love them. Covered in chocolate. Great for a keto diet. Uh, low in carbs, they're good for you, great to maintain or to lose weight. Either way you want to go with that, they're fantastic. Go check them out, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your initial order, and you can't beat that. They've got all kinds of delicious flavors. I'm telling you, folks, you are going to love these things. Give them a try. We've already had a lot of people text us or tweet at us or Facebook message us or call us or smoke signal and tell us that they've tried them and they love them. And I'm telling you, I, we're also going to make a campaign to bring carrot cake back. Carrot cake was my favorite flavor. Flavor has been discontinued, you know, because they like to switch it up, but we want carrot cake back. That's for you, Built Bar. But you go check out Built Bar and find your own favorite flavor. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off that order. Um. Okay, Jimmy, I just I, we're gonna bounce around a little bit here. Um, yeah, I love talking about kickoff times because it does make things seem more real. And yep. I'm just gonna finish off what um what else I found out here. They said, all right, uh, first of all, Auburn and uh, Penn State. If uh, maybe that's not the same, maybe that's not the same night. I thought that was the same night as Oregon Ohio State. Oregon Ohio State maybe the week before. But uh, anyway. Um, they also have announced that they'll do Arkansas and Texas or Texas coming to Arkansas on September 11th at 6 p.m. That'll be an ESPN game. But I just found mm-hmm. that a little interesting, too. I mean, I, you know, that's going to be on at the same time of some of these uh, other big time interesting games. Choice. But, do you yeah, think we're going to get uh, stuck but, with uh, Mercer, you know, Mercer in week two? It's the home, you know, initial home game. And it's Mercer. So that feels to me like SEC Network. Gosh, no, could we I'm, get I'm the could we get the eleven o'clock? And I just say that in the sense that, gosh, it's already Mercer and it's already SEC Network. Are we going to have to play at eleven o'clock the second week of September? It's going to be hotter than the hinges on the gates to hell. Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, and I don't know. 
Yeesh. Uh, I guess that could be like, even if it's the three o'clock SEC network game, it's not going to be a good thing. You know what I might do? You know what I might do to, to create some, a little more cooler weather for myself? I wonder if what, what would it? happen is at 51 years old, for the first time in my whole life, since I played basketball in middle school for my eighth grade team, I may wear a tank top. And that would probably clear out the section I sit in. Would that make it cooler? And by cooler, I'm talking um, temperature, not my attire. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't make I'm it cooler here. as in, like, that's cool. It would make it, it cooler. would make everybody around you feel cooler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I'm just saying, what can you possibly do to make that day less hot if it's an 11 o'clock cake? Because I'm going. I ain't. I ain't ever wussing out. I mean, I could sit right across the street in the condo in the air condition and watch on TV and chuckle at people sitting in the heat. Oh, no, that's not me. I'm going to that freaking game. And I will sit out uh, there for all four quarters. This is interesting, Jimmy. Um, Oregon, Ohio State is 11 o'clock in the morning, September 11th on Fox. Look, I, I mean – Come on, Fox. I mean, come on. No. That's got to be at least the two thirty game, right? No. Well, this is well, this is what Fox has done, and I'm I'm not on board. As a matter of fact, I think it's dumb. But no, this is specifically. I would have guessed eleven o'clock actually, because Fox is doing two things. It's a strategy Fox has to beat game day. Fox wants to put their game of the yeah. day, their biggest game, at eleven because they think it'll get more people watching their pregame show instead of ESPN's game day. That's the whole strategy. They want their best game of the day at 11. They think it builds their pregame audience. That's that's literally what's going on there. Okay, I, I get that to an extent. I hate here's it, though. the thing. And I'm, look, I'm, I'm not to get political. I, I lean more conservative. Um, and I, I guess I should say I'm socially more liberal and and fiscally more conservative so um you know i don't want to get into a whole political thing but every time i watch a show on fox and i like some shows on fox very few um live shows i like mostly animated shows on fox (laughs) but all the live shows on fox networks it seems like everybody on them is an asshole (laughs) and i mean that I mean that in the nicest way possible. I mean, they've got some really good-looking um, anchors, men and women. I'll, I'll be equal opportunity for their various news sources. And though many times I, I, I can't watch CNN either because they seem like a bunch of assholes too, um, <laughs> I, I can tell you this, that, uh, that, that Fox's pregame show seems 10 times more pompous than ESPN game day. See, and maybe we're biased because we know Reese Davis, you know, pat on the back uh, for us, for knowing a celebrity that probably would not admit to knowing us. Um, but <laughs> Reese Davis is a, uh, he's more a buddy of yours than he is mine, but I do have a good picture with me and Reese, Reese Davis. I love me some Reese Davis. And um, anyway, he's he's an Alabama dude. And I don't look at Reese as ever being pompous. I, I, I look at Reese as sort of a every man's man and um, who's just hit it big. And then, you know, there, there was obviously Lee Corso, who I, who knows if 
Am I Lee Corso is still around, right? I, I didn't miss something. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He's 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 okay. he's still. And if he's around, he will be on game day. And okay, sadly, my, my sadly, point is they, Lee, they they may reduce his role a little bit each year. But I think as long as Corso wants to, as long as Corso wants to, he's putting on that mascot head at the end of the yeah. show. And I'm with you. But Lee Corso, you cannot not like Lee Corso. You just can't do sure. it. Um, That's right. I know Alabama. There's some Alabama fans I know who still hold ill will when in 1990 he said uh, Alabama couldn't beat a high school team before the Tennessee game when we went up there and beat them. But let that go, people. Um, then uh, Kerr Curb Street, okay, he can come off a little bit cocky, but you know what? I, I like Herb Street. I do. Nobody I knows the game. Nobody knows the game more than Herb Street. Nobody knows college football more than Kirk Herbstreit does. I mean, who knows more that has a prominent role on television than Kirk Herbstreit? Nobody. Yeah. Okay. Then switch over to Fox. And they had Urban no. Meyer, who might be the most unlikable human being on the planet. <laughs> They're going to um, replace him with you... Bob Stoops this fall, by the way. Stoops yeah, is replacing and... Urban Meyer. Well, he can't be more unlikable than Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is uh, I think he might be somewhat more like he's so I mean to me, I can't imagine Stoops taking at least Urban was sort of telling me how he felt last year. I I I, I sort of imagine Bob Stoops being sort of quiet. But that's Yeah, I do me. too. And it, Stoops doesn't seem like a dude who wants to rock the boat now that he's in retirement. Yeah. He seems like a dude who's like, you know, yeah, they're a good ball club. I mean, he's going to give us a bunch of cliches and coach speak, which Urban did, but Urban did it in much more of a jackass fashion. Then, what I would tell um, Fox, what I would tell Fox is this: Look, I, I have a remote control, and I'm pretty good with it. It's one of the few technological items I, I really understand and have total control over. If Alabama played Auburn. On Fox, we don't. But if Alabama played Auburn on Fox at 11, I'm going to watch Game Day and SEC Nation. And at 11, I will then turn the channel to Fox to watch Alabama-Auburn. I don't care that you have a really good game coming on at 11. And I may watch your really good game at 11 because I'm interested in that. But I'm not missing Game Day and SEC Nation. I flip back and forth between the two, depending on what story, depending on what's going on. That's how I do my Saturday mornings is game day and SEC Nation trying to see as much coverage of the games I want to, uh, that, that I care about, which is Alabama and other SEC games. And, uh, and I don't want to miss the ESPN guys make their picks because that's fun every week. And, uh, but I, I'm not watching that Fox pregame. And I don't, I'm, not even, I'm not even a fan of uh, Reggie Bush and Brady Quinn. And they got one other guy on there. It's a uh, oh Liner. uh Matt Liner Matt Liner. Um, see, like, I don't how do you like dis- any of those dudes. I don't I, yeah, I don't dislike any of them, but I prefer all the ESPN personalities to them. And uh, I'm not watching the the pregame show Fox. I don't care what tricks you're trying to pull on us uh, with your Fox Big Game of the Day at eleven. Uh, it ain't gonna work on me. I got a remote control. You know, you've, you've got um, Brady Quinn, who uh, may be most known for not accomplishing much. I mean, like, everybody loved him, and then he was in the green room 
um, for the NFL draft, remember? And he had that girl that looked like um, a Christina Aguilera lookalike, if I remember right, sitting next to him. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. I'm certainly not going to be surprised to remember that Brady Quinn had a hot girlfriend slash wife. That's not too shocking. Um, and then, um, and then Matt Leinart, who, you know, it just, he seems like a complete shill for the PAC 12 most of the time. And then Reggie Bush, who yeah. had to return his Heisman trophy. I mean, was OJ yeah. Simpson not available to be on this pregame? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, I've seen, of course, I've seen chunks of it. And uh, I'm not saying it's bad or they're, they're bad at their jobs. I, I, as a matter of fact, I don't think that. I'm just saying I have a strong preference for ESPN's uh, group of, of professionals. Strong. But I'm not necessarily anti-Fox. Hey, Fox, put your show on Friday night. I'll probably watch it. But I ain't watching it while Game Day and SEC point. Nation are on. No, that's a good idea. And they do, yeah, by the way, put it on their on. Thursday night game, their Thursday night game on, on FS1 or wherever they put their, you know, Fox will show a Thursday night game or a Friday night game. They will have uh, Quinn and Leinert and Bush and Urban, you know, last year, Urban, this year, Bob Stoops. They they would have them on even on Friday nights. And uh, I thought it added to the game. I mean, because I'm like, because ESPN doesn't do that. I mean, you don't see Herb Street and Pollock you know, and Desmond on the Thursday night or Friday night show all together. Uh, so I will give Fox credit for that. They, they, they get their A group together more than just that once. No, I agree. And, and, but they could even do a game day leading into the other game day. That may even be a better success <laughs> than what they're doing now. Although I'll say this, they might be capitalizing on something here because when Corso does eventually, you know, float away, uh, either literally or figuratively, um, then there is going to be a, a, a gigantic personality gap in yeah. the college game day. Um, so that, that could be that ESPN needs to find a dude like him. That's really lovable and fun and um, kind of old schooly uh, that, that, that can be a fun dude. And I don't know how you're going to replace that, but, I used to think it would end up, I used to think that person was going to end up being less miles until we found out he was macking on half the sorority girls at LSU. (laughs) Yeah, because if they had Katy Perry be the guest picker again, Katie might have to have a restraining order. Um, Okay. Let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Oh, excuse me. LOCKEDON50. Locked on 50, I just upped your profits 35%. Or actually, that's not right, by 35. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Use promo code Locked On 50, and that'll get you a 50% welcome bonus when you go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to put your bet in. If you like to bet on the horses, if you like to bet on baseball, if you like to bet on softball, if you like to bet on tennis, if you like to bet on football futures, whatever. NBA playoffs are getting started, people. You got the Lakers and Warriors in a play-in game. Go get you some of that action at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON50, LOCKEDON50, and you can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can play all this other stuff. You can bet on reality TV if you want to. That's how cray-cray things have gotten. Betonline.ag is a... uh, pioneer in the world of gambling so go check them out betonline.ag also want to tell everybody about kaleidoscope media k-a-l-media.com 
kal-media.com. That's Michael and Cassie Moore, husband and wife team. You've heard all about them. They're down there in Baldwin County. Uh, they want to help you with your home remodel or your home construction or your kitchen remodel or your bathroom remodel, whatever it is, they can handle it. They are great at it. They want to talk to you. Go check them out. Kal-media.com. Look, Michael, decorated veteran, two tours in Iraq, got into industrial design after the military. His wife has always been a lover of all things, people and decoration and remodel, et cetera. And they just said, you know what? We could do this as a business. You and me together, honey, it's you and me against the world. And they're winning. Go check them out. Kal-media.com. Kal-media.com. That's Michael and Cassie Moore down there in Baldwin County. They want to help you out with your home remodel today. All right, Jimmy, uh, one final thing I found interesting. Um, Bama Online came out with an article that Alabama is apparently has some interest in T.J. Finley, the transfer mm-hmm. quarterback from LSU. Um, mm-hmm. My initial thought is, really? And then my second mm-hmm. thought is, yeah, I can kind of see it. Although, I will say this. Um, I think he is a total uh, security blanket. Um I like Alabama's quarterback situation as long as there are no injuries. The first time we have an injury to Bryce Young, I'm going to panic because we do have a lack of depth behind him, a lack of a lack of proven depth, I should say. I'm not going to pretend that um, I'm in love with the idea of Paul Tyson or uh, Jalen Milrow starting next year. I'm just not in love with that idea. I, I would need to be consoled and see some – uh, uh, results on the field before I felt better about that. I'm not going to be one of those fans that just says, oh, we'll be fine with either of those guys. No, we won't be fine. I don't think we'll, we, we will be fine. I'll have to see that. So, but if you had a TJ Finley, who, by the way, is not, he didn't set the world on fire in his own right, but he has played five games in the SEC. Um, I don't think Alabama is a great landing spot for him because I think if he comes to Alabama and Bryce Young does not get hurt and Alabama holds on to the commitment of Ty Simpson, and Jalen Milrow stays in school along with Paul Tyson, uh, he ain't seeing the field. So I think somewhere like Auburn is the better bet for him because I really think he could go in there and push Bo Nix. Yeah, I, I would be surprised. I'm going to be surprised if T.J. Finley ends up at Alabama. I've, I've got several things to say. Uh, but, but first, I'm going to start off with I'm, if we're predicting and based on what I know, and I don't know, there's no way to know everything about about that, but – Based on what I know and based on what I, I think, uh, I don't think T.J. Finley is going to end up at Alabama. Um, but one thing I want to say is, you know, a lot of fans on the big public Alabama message boards, T-I-B-O-L, uh, the big public message boards were mocking Auburn for being excited about T.J. Finley. And now I'm really laughing at those fans. I mean, well, I, I, I don't understand <laughs> – how fans look at a true freshman who's only on the field because of injury to an older kid and decide that that guy sucks forever when they were recruited by basically everyone in the country and they're six can throw a football about 80 yards in the air and everybody recruit. I mean, who gave up on him? I mean, I realized that he was going to be third at LSU because Miles Brennan and Max Johnson are really good players and both did really well. But when Alabama fans were mocking T.J. Finley just a few days ago, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This kid could end up really good. And 
he certainly has the tools. That's all about the tools. And the kid's got big time tools. He may never put it all together. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying this kid has tools. And if you don't think so, you tell Nick Saban he's not very good at this. But I think Saban is. And I'm not surprised at all that, that he looks at a TJ Finley and says, hey, I'm pretty interested in this kid. Now, that being said, as an Alabama fan, I'm perfectly happy about Bryce Young as a starting quarterback. I'm really excited about it. Uh, there is some doubts out there about Bryce Young. I was just asked on Twitter the other day by a fan, like, you really think Bryce Young is going to be good? And I'm like, what are these people watching? Yes, I think he's going to be good. And it's based on what I saw in the games last fall. That's why I think he's going to be good. It's not just what I saw this spring. And trust me, he was really good this spring. But I saw enough last fall to be excited about, about Bryce Young because he has the tools to be great. And on top of it, he's got these intangibles, which almost it, it just helps the tools come to life because he's a great kid and he works his ass off and he's smart as hell and all that stuff helps. So I'm excited about Bryce Young. I'm excited about Jayla Milrow. Based on what I saw this spring, this is more of a out there opinion, but I, I'm confident in it. I am, if something happened to Bryce Young, I believe based on what I saw, Jalen Milrow can beat anyone on our schedule. Now, I'm not saying that with Jalen Milrow will win the national championship or cruise through the playoffs. I'm just saying this. Jalen Milrow is ahead of where Jalen Hurts was at the same age, at the same age. And Jalen Hurts won all his games until one second was left in the last one. And now, of course, we had a different defense then, and it was a little bit different game then. But I'm just saying I like Milrow at two. I think Paul Tyson is fine at three or four. What makes me nervous is that there's only three and that someone like Paul could get frustrated and leave because Paul may feel like he got leapfrogged by a younger kid this past spring. And when, when people leave, look, look who left in the portal, guys. Look who left. Ronald Williams and Brandon Turnage. They're both corners. Why did they leave? Because Kool-Aid McKinstry showed up and leapfrogged them. Kool-Aid, it's not that they can't beat out Josh Job. It's that McKinstry showed up and leapfrogged, and they're like, well, shit, I'm never playing now. I got the freshman jumping me here. So maybe Paul Tyson might feel, it, it won't be about that he can't beat out Bryce Young. It, it will be that another freshman showed up and leapfrogged him. If Tyson leaves, it'll be because of that. And I'm not saying he is leaving. I, I don't know. My feeling is he's not. I mean, my prediction is Tyson stays right where he's at. He's full Alabama. And I've always compared him to Coker. Coker wasn't truly ready to play and win big until year four or five. And I think Paul Tyson will, will walk the same path. I think by year four or five, Paul Tyson might be really good. And, and I hope he stays for that reason. But is he ready this fall? I don't think so, but I would love it if he stayed and had to play and prove me wrong. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.